What's up? What's happening? One Pride family. Today is a December Monday, and we're officially out of the hunt conversation. What is up? And while it lasted. I don't know how I feel about it, but we're officially, it's it's over. <laughs> it, I mean, the, the long week uh, we had the hunt conversation, it was nice. And honestly, we bow out of the in the hunt conversation. And in all honesty, a good fashion. I thought they fought extremely hard. I thought Daryl Bevel actually got them prepared to play pretty well. When you're that much less talented than the other team, it's going to be a little bit difficult, in my opinion, to win the game. The defense kind of got torn apart a little bit. But in all in all, I thought it was a well-played game. The Packers are just a 10-3 and team. The Lions are 5-8 and for a reason. I'm actually so excited for this podcast i mean i shouldn't say that because every week i'm excited to come on here and talk some sports uh and it's been going great throughout these all these weeks but after that game yesterday i i I immediately thought let's get this podcast rolling and let's get the thoughts just just churning because a lot to talk about actually exactly there's so much crap that happened at uh in yesterday's game now a lot of and, good things, even though for how bad the game, like I would say the bad the game went, there was a lot of good things to take out of it. Plenty of good things. Like, that's the thing. And this Lions team fought their tails off the whole game. But the thing that was clear was that the Packers are just so much more of a better coach team, a more talented team. They have Aaron Rodgers. I'd say he's the best. Pro- uh, we'll give Pat Mahomes second best quarterback in the league right now. Right. Now. As Definitely. we said, FU tour, Aaron Rodgers. He's yep. still on it. That 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 goes unsaid. Hasn't stopped. He's the train still chugging right now. <laughs> it is. It, it, there's there's no end in sight either. So NFC is wide open for the Packers this year wide open it's theirs to win in my eyes because if you look at the saints real quick before we get into the game the saints without drew Brees, they lost to the eagles that was their first game where it was like oh we uh where you were kind of missing breeze you were missing the the veteran presence there with breeze i want to say and we don't know what he's going to come back and look like after he had fractured ribs i think that that was the injury but Packers, the, who else in the NFC is going to be challenging them? I mean, you, you got... Um, for me, I think it's going to be the Rams that come Rams, out of there. Yeah, Rams. Yeah, I'd say the Rams too. Yeah, that defense is super, super, super good. I mean, quite possibly they have the greatest defensive player in the league, the best defensive player in the league, and then they have the best cornerback in the league too. Yeah, so Aaron I, Donald I, I, I don't know. helps. Yeah, and Jalen Ramsey. Uh, yeah. I mean, Aaron, uh, Aaron, Donald, uh, Aaron Donald. Don't get me started. Uh, should be a lion at the moment, but you know, <laughs> we're, we've we've moved past that a little bit. Yeah, unfortunately. But yeah, the, the Packers are a very good football team. They're going to win some games coming up here in the playoffs. And the Lions fought. They fought very hard. They could have had a chance at the end. Who knows if the outside kick was called our way? Was Chase Daniel going to lead us down the field? Probably not. <laughs> at the end of the day. But, no, I mean, there's some complaints, obviously, as you gave up 31 points. The defense only forced two punts. But so many good things, as we just said. An unbelievable amount. And 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 just rebounding here, I mean, 
if you like the way that game was going, I don't know about you, but after halftime, I was thinking to myself, geez, we're going to get steamrolled because the Packers just, they, the time of, of possession that they had was, you could tell how well coached they are on offense. Everything was clicking. Rogers was making right reads. He was making them on time, like three seconds. He was dropping back and just getting the ball out of his hands. Receivers were making the catches. Um, they were running effectively with Aaron Jones. And you could see that they had two eight-minute drives, and we had, what, a three and out? And I thought the game was over after that. But the they showed heart, man. After a three and out and then two beautiful drives by the Packers, they showed heart. That's the thing that, that kind of, you know, just opened my eyes up a little bit. Yeah, with, with the whole game, I think the game was really decided with two specific drives, right? So the Lions go straight down. They score immediately. We'll get to that drive in a little bit. That was a great-looking drive right off the start of the game. The Packers then answer very quickly. Devontae Adams, you know what? He's just better than any dude on the field. Yeah. He, he got to account for that, that guy, and they, he wasn't accounted for. But then the following drive with the Lions, there was one thing you can't do. It's go three and out. Well, they go three and out. Packers take a ton of clock, um, time off the clock. Touchdown, right? Same thing after halftime. The 14-14 game, um, was it the pa- – yeah, the Packers started off the second half, drove right down the field, long drive, scored instantly – Three and out Lions. You can back, basically pack your bags after that one. You're you're not coming back on the Packers like that, getting the ball back. Yeah, no, no. And to be honest, I was kind of shocked that this game was tied before halftime because if you look at the beginning of this game, I didn't think Rodgers was going to throw an incomplete pass. He had so much time. It, it, it was he had time and he didn't even need time because his wide receivers were just getting open within seconds. They were making the uh, routes consistently and, and they were in the right spots at right times. I think he went what like 14 for 14 or something like that yeah. to start the game. Yeah, the first half. yeah it was crazy. Couldn't believe he had what seven on, in completions. Yeah, when he threw his first incompletion, I think it was uh, broken up by Daryl Roberts, I want to say, on third or down. It was a big play. They forced him to punt. That was eye-opening to me. I I, I didn't think that he was going to throw an incomplete pass the whole game. Oh, shout-out to Daryl Roberts when he – I know it was Mike Ford, actually. Oh, Mike Ford. Yeah, Mike uh, Ford. Mike that broke that pass up in Devontae Adams. and like, what? That, that's our state of our defense right now. We have Mike Ford on the best, not only route runner in the NFL, but maybe the best wide receiver in the NFL. I'm like, we got like a four (laughs) string cornerback guarding the best guy in football. That's probably not a a recipe for success there. Yeah. Poor, poor AL got burnt on the, on the first play to Devontae Adams. That's a great catch though. I can't. Oh, the, the, the Devontae Adams touchdown. Yeah. Where he just caught it. Yeah. Two of them. Yeah. Yeah. That he's good. I mean, and then the, the MBS touchdown as well. Amani, great coverage, better throw, better catch. You move on. You go. You you play the next play. Oh yeah, the second. The oh yeah, the um, the Valdez Scantling catch. That was just Ao couldn't do anything else than just play that. Great, great thrown ball, great catch. <laughs> like as that's great offense is always going to be great defense. 
literally. And when you have Rodgers making perfect throws to backside shoulders, what are you going to do? I mean, just tip your cap to him. It's Aaron Rodgers, FU tour. We'll say it again. It looks like he's off a bean every time he scores a touchdown. I swear. <laughs> this man looks tripped out. I, I don't know what he's taking this year. I know. He's letting the hair grow out and all that. He's letting the beard yeah, grow out. Yeah, I don't out. know who's giving him the audacity to do that. But, you know, yeah. when you're on your MVP tour, which he, may, he might come in second this uh, this year, he can do what he wants. Second to who? Patrick Mahomes, quite, uh, probably. Yeah. It's going to be close. I mean, Mahomes did just have a horrible game this week. Three inches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that those were some sweet interceptions. That that Miami defense is very good. They were, yeah. And the funny thing is, they had three interceptions and they still beat them handedly. But although I will say this, Tally, uh, my can't lose parlay went four and one. And you want to know what game I lost? Oh, ooh, this is probably an easy one, huh? Yeah, I can't. I kind of have to look at the scores. What are some scores? The game we're just talking about. Wait, you, you picked the Dolphins? I No, the, I can't... picked the Chiefs minus seven. Oh, minus seven. And oh, that the field, field goal. goal screwed oh. me. Dude, it, it shafted me, bro. I was going to go five and oh. Wow, that's terrible. Want me? I'll run down my picks real quick. I had Chiefs minus seven. I had Lions plus nine and a half. I had um, who else did I have here? Uh, who who who? Um, I got I got to pull up the screen. Probably, I'm gonna guess Tennessee is in that parlay too. No, I don't think really I took Tennessee. What are the games here? Um, Chicago. Oh, the, Chicago! I had Chicago plus game. half point. Chicago plus half. I had Tampa Lions. Bay minus. I had Tampa Bay. Yup, I had Tampa Bay. Yep. That's four of them. That was plus six and a or no minus six and a half. Cardinals game, Cardinals no, game as well, or the Cardinals. or the Seahawks. No Seahawks. Indy, no. Indy versus the Raiders. I had that game. No, it was a late game. I had the three early windows and then two late games. Ooh, two late games. Not the Monday night. Oh, the Chargers. Chargers. I had Chargers. Yeah, minus I had the Chargers money. money line as well. That was a. Yep. Uh, and up and down end of the game. I don't know if any of our uh, listeners are watching that. Three interceptions in the last three and a half minutes. Yeah, my blood, my blood pressure <laughs> uh, is going through the roof, man. Oh, I Saved couldn't believe me. that, dude. It was Herbert through one and then Matt Ryan. And then it, it was just a disaster within the yeah, last It was going minute. back and forth. Oh, that game was. It was a true. crazy witching hour. Absolutely disgusting witching hour. Yeah. And the, the first. Uh, the one o'clock early window didn't have any. They had one 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 possession game with the Broncos yep. and Panthers. Yeah, outside of the Lions. Yeah, and I had the Panthers in that game. So silly. Yeah. silly me, that game was even close. Yeah, that game was. Yeah, it's always just a uh, Teddy Bridgewater. I got to stop believing. Mike Davis was bulldozing people all the way. Yeah. But yeah, I went. I couldn't believe it. I went four and one because the Dolphins. That's off that last second field goal. That's a bad beat right there. That's such a bad beat. Oh. But I told everyone before the week put money on the Lions plus nine and a half, man. And yeah, them covering. I thought I thought they were actually going to cover. I thought they were going to lose, but they maybe they thought they were going to cover. Even though I picked uh, the Packers to win by I think fourteen, it, it kept going to my head. Then I saw it. Swift was playing. I was like. They're probably going to cover today. Yeah. Once and that's exactly what happened. Covering. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. And getting into the back into the game here, where were we? We were oh, uh, Devonte Adams just over AO. AO, I thought he played well. Um, and it, it's just you know when you have a top five receiver like that, you 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 learn from your mistakes. He was playing over the top on Devonte on that first play, and again there was no safety help. Deron Harmon looked like he had his had his freaking shoes tied. I don't know where that guy's at ever. <laughs> Dude, it's it's just there's no help anywhere. And Jelani Tavai also. Yeah, just, get that guy off my football team. He doesn't even look like that, he should dude. be on the field, man. It's it's literally Gerard Davis all over again, but like three times worse. Yeah, like much worse than Gerard Davis. Second, and they're on the same man. team. Imagine, imagine that they're on the same team, and sometimes they're on the field together. He's just they, never the, in the right spot. There's no coverage ever. ever. Ha- like over the middle of the field. I mean, we talk about it week in and week out. The the linebacker court is just terrible, and you know what? It gets exposed every week. We complain every week, but we have a right to complain every every week. Bob Quinn did a horrible job with that. That's yeah. why he's gone. I saw something on Twitter like, oh, I hope Sheila Ford uh, calls up um, Bob Quinn and says, "You're by the way, you're fired. Look at your linebacker group or something like that. It's like, look, look what you did to this football <laughs> team. You're still fired, by the way. Yeah, that linebacker group is, is just really, really struggling. If even Reggie Ragland, I I couldn't believe it, man. There was a big third down play, and you'll probably remember the play, but Robert Tanyan is just literally right next to Reggie Ragland in the middle of the field. And Ragland just, he just. So worried about the zone. Yeah, so, so worried about standing in the one spot. He's literally looking at Rogers' eyes. He sees where he's going, but he doesn't move towards it. It was, and Tanya just sat down right behind him, and it was, he didn't even try to go after They were talking about the soft spot in the zone. I'm like, there's a difference between actually yeah. finding the soft spot in the zone and our linebackers genuinely not moving from the middle. You know, when you play Madden, the <laughs> the blue circle in the middle where your, your, your AIs are, that was the exact <laughs> same energy as Reggie Ragland. I'm like, dude, he's two feet to your – just step into the lane at least. You don't even have to look at him. Like, make, make Rogers at least have to try. Dude, he's actually – Just looked right at him. He said, here you go. Take the third and 15. <laughs> He's actually an AI in Madden. Just it's it's truly incredible. I mean, they were playing zone a lot, Corey Unilin. I don't know how much he can really do with the roster. So I don't know what what's gonna be done about him if he's the problem on defense, but it's it's just it doesn't look good on the defensive side of the ball. But on a positive note, it looks like Daryl Bubble's doing a pretty good job on offense. He is, and you got to give him credit for it. But uh, time will tell. I really don't think we're going to be winning a single game left on this schedule. So, nope. Whether that's that on Bevel or not, I mean, this this gauntlet. Is just... Well, especially if Matt Stafford doesn't play, but his uh, X-rays came back negative. Yeah, like, he might not yeah. play this week. The week after, possibly. Who knows? There's really no point in him uh, coming back this season. I saw some things on Twitter today, Tally. A bunch of people were saying uh, whether this will be, well, whether that was Matthew Stafford's last game as a Lion. 
it really it really just made me think and it hit, hit home really i mean dude like if that was his last game which i don't think it is at all i, think, I don't think it is either i think he'll be back next year if not even the last couple weeks here to play um whether it's it's even his last season even if he does come back who knows what the off season holds but it's just it's tough, man, because number nine was – he's just – he was the franchise – he is the franchise quarterback since he was drafted. so And that's what, Ben, almost – it's been 12 years now. Like, this guy's been here so long. And to just see him go maybe would just really hit hard. Yeah, no, I, I know we've talked about it in the past in the podcast of moving on from Stafford, and maybe it's the right – like direction for the team. But I don't know, these last couple of weeks have swayed me. I mean, we're all fans. Like we all can get swayed extremely easily, right? For sure. But if he can play at this level that he's been playing at with the offense, looks like it's the playbooks opened up a little bit ever since uh, Fat Man's been dismissed of his duties. I think we have an elite quarterback and going younger and drafting a quarterback just to do this whole Stafford thing again with him and having to rebuild the roster if there's a defensive player where wherever you're picking it that's going to make an immediate impact and slot right into your team for example like a Micah Parsons from Penn State who set out this year who we uh, talked about in the past we need to make this roster better right now yeah. it's really not it's not that far away in my opinion I think the coaching had a lot to do with the roster, and you can hide a bad roster with good coaching. I mean, Joe Judge in New York is a great example of that. That roster is not great. They're still winning games. I mean, they have the same amount of wins as the Lions, but, you know, it just looked closer because they're in the division. But that team is fighting a lot harder than the Lions had been fighting for the last couple weeks here. The last two weeks, they've showed an immense amount of fighting. Oh, my gosh. It's it's, it's just undeniably – a night and day difference between Matt Patricia's team and this team we have now, because I've never seen so much intensity or so much fight out of a team since like Caldwell. <laughs> the first couple of years. Yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. And that's on Daryl Bevel. And I think he's going to have to get a good look at the head coaching opportunity because if he keeps getting these dudes to fight for him when they could all in reality finish five and 11, but if they look competitive in all these games and I don't know, Sheila Ford might look and say, this could be the best option. I mean, that's not my favorite thing, but if you can't get any other guys that you like, you want so bad, like Salah or B enemy. Yeah. I think he is a reliable option. I don't think he's the ultimate winner option. But I think he's somebody who's swaying me over those last couple of weeks that y- you can rely on him to be a decent coach. And he gets if he can get these players and the locker room to fight for him, that's all you really need out of an NFL locker room is your guys to like you and want to play for you. Definitely. I, I totally agree. And that's what a head coach job's, uh, job is to do. You got to be a man of uh, – a leader of men. That's, that's, that's the name of the job. So – because you got your coordinators to help you and you just got to pick the right ones, which the Lions haven't been able to do very well. Although jumping around here, 
We skipped over the first drive by the Lions, but our boy TJ Hawk, Hawk at eight, number eight, top 10 pick. And that's for a reason because this guy is a pro bowler in the NFC for sure. There's no doubt. Yeah, every week, week in, week out, he is putting up numbers. If you have this guy in fantasy, he is a tight end, just godsend. He, yeah. he gets the perfect tight end fantasy numbers. I know that doesn't really have to do anything on the field, but every every week it's like six catches for 60 yards and sometimes a touchdown. Yeah, it's Like, I don't know what more you could ask of the guy. And he's we say it every single week, he's going to get better, and, he, and he's improving every week, as you can tell. His, his receptions and his yards just keep going up week to week. He's only going to get better. And that play design was was very – I thought it was nice. You had a little Definitely for the pass to TJ Hawkinson looking like a blocker, and then he just puts his hands up and catches it and runs in. I'll take it. Can run that somewhere else besides the goal line as well. Exactly. Real. Maybe I'm on a fourth with, and one or some shit. They run that with Kittle all the time in San Francisco. Yeah. And Kittle, they, they run that at the 30-yard line. They run that on the goal line. They run that on fourth and one. It And if you have an, an, that much of an athletic tight end, he is a weapon. Utilize that weapon to the best of your ability, and he's going to do great things with the ball in his hand. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing some tight end screens to JJ Hawkinson in space. Let him do what he does best and run hard down the field. Exactly, run, run downhill, man. Who the hell's tackling him when he's down? Not, not many guys. Yeah. Not many cornerbacks. Yeah, you better, you better catch him on on his uh, on his legs, or else you're not bringing him down. <laughs> no, no. I mean that whole sequence of plays. Other than you know, here we go. The Lions have the ball. I'm looking at my TV. First play, Adrian Pearson right up the middle. I'm like, yep, Swift's probably still hurt. Here we go. For <laughs> one yard. I'm like, yes. Which, at the end of the game, Swift didn't have the most carries. I don't know if he was 100%. He didn't really get fed like I thought he was going to. Still had a touchdown. That touchdown was a, a nice sight. But they had a, two huge third down pickups on, on that drive. And I had I'm like, okay, this is good, but we shouldn't be getting the third down and nines consistently because that was something you're not going to pick up every single time but I mean 20 21 yard reception to Mohamed Sunu who's been a nice addition to the team off the practice squad and that Marvin Jones on the third catch. down as well yeah that was a great catch as well over the middle of the field yeah. Danny Amendola had a nice catch as well and I mean it all led down to the the shovel pass to TJ Hawkinson it was a great way to start the game I thought the Lions like that for all, I mean, we started that well against the Packers the first time around, but that drive could have been the cleanest of the year. Yeah, easily, L- easily, man. Like it just felt felt natural, man. And didn't look and, like they were gonna get stopped. No, exactly. Like there was no. I mean, besides the third and nine, where we usually crumble and you usually take a sack, but. Other than that, it didn't look like we were going to be stopped, especially after that play. But uh, as we said, just it, it almost felt like the Packers just had control over this game, like from the get go. Even they knew they were the better team for yeah, sure. Even with the Lions' first score, because the Packers came right back with uh, two scores and a defensive stop, so it, it was just they had a control from the start. And whenever you have Rodgers dropping back, it it feels like 
there's going to be a positive play no matter what. And the Lions also had difficulty on third down with Rodgers, and that's that, that it's going to happen every year because this guy has so many options on third down. You, you don't know whether to pressure him or you don't know whether to spy him because you saw in the first half, he was just running for the third and fours right off the get, get-go. He wasn't even looking like uh, downfield. When he saw there wasn't a spy on him and they were rushing five on him, he would just leave the pocket, scramble, go five yards, get the first down, and move the chains. That's all the Packers do. All they want to do is move the chains on you and get a new set of downs. And that's what Rodgers is the best at picking up third downs. And that's what the Lions stressed in the beginning um, in the preparation was we can't get into second and shorts. We can't get into third and shorts. We got to get into second and longs and third and longs to maybe possibly affect Rodgers and, and, and force him to throw an incomplete pass or whatnot. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for, for sure. And the Lions were never even getting them to third down. No, <laughs> of course, yeah. the game, I felt every single first down play was either going for eight or nine yards, sometimes even like 12. And they just kept moving the chains, kept moving the sticks, kept the Lions on their heels offensively. There weren't that many huge, huge plays from the Packers outside of the um, – uh, touchdown from Devonta Adams. It was just slowly methodical drives that just destroyed them. And they took over eight minutes off the clock on two touchdown drives. And that's, that's a ton of the game and ton of the time for the, your defense to be on the field, wore them down. And ultimately, ultimately that's why the lions couldn't get a stop. Yeah. And, but they were able to get a stop on that. Uh, after the lions went, they had a six, I think they had uh, um, one of their drives and then it stalled out uh, with some incomplete passes. And then it looked like the Packers were going to go down. They were already up 14, seven at this point. Looked like they were going to go back down the field. They were hovering at midfield uh, around the 48. And then it was, there was a hold or no, a false start on Bakhtiari. And that forced the third and 10. And that's what you need to do. You need to get Rodgers into third and tens, third and longs, whatever you have to do, because he's going to pick up the third and fives. He's going to pick up the third and sevens and whatnot. If you force him into third and longs, you have a good chance of, of stopping him. And they were able to force an incomplete pass there. Yeah, no, it that was could have been the best case scenario for Lions. Dave Bakhtiari, ball start. They, I mean, that's probably the only blunder on that offensive line all day. The Lions didn't have a sack. In how many times did they even pressure Aaron Rodgers? Like truly get into his face to there force him to throw these incompletions on third downs. One time, uh, I think who hit him to the ground? Was it Okwara or was it? I remember the pocket collapsing once when they were going to the right side of the field. That was about it. Yeah, and then, and, the, and then there was the hit where Rodgers was holding the hip afterwards in the fourth quarter. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Did he keep that? That was, was that some like pressure a, a keep... on third down. That was third and – Yeah. 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 They force uh, – is that when they forced the field goal? Yeah, that's when they forced the, the 58-yarder. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was a great I play. He drilled that. Yeah. He drilled that. I mean, you sometimes you just got to tip your cap. Your defense stood up, made a play. Got it to fourth down, 
Dude, I thought the even, defense even was... better. Special teams, yeah, the defense looked amazing on that drive. Held yeah. held them up. That was the first time they they bend and they didn't break. But the special teams even got a better situation for them. Got a false start, and then if the kickers make in a fifty-eight yarder, tip your cap and say you're the better team. Yeah, exactly. And Mason Crosby knows how to do it well, but. Uh, and then that drive after that huge stop by the defense in the first half, and that's like game changing because at that point it's fourteen seven Packers. They look like they have all the control in the world of this game because they're at midfield. They have Aaron Rodgers. It looks like they're going to go up twenty one to seven before half. But then that this probably might be even the best drive of the Lions because they were able to go down the field very well and they didn't give any time on the clock for Rodgers to go back down the field and try and do something. I mean they gave him a little bit, but they, they couldn't gave, even got to stop. Yeah. They even exactly. gave him a stop. Yeah. And then the Lions almost scored. <laughs> they almost got the Hail Mary as well. Yeah, and they could have well, almost even gotten a field goal too. They could have went up seven sacked on that. Yeah, I thought they were gonna get a field goal out of that opportunity. In, yeah, that was with, unfortunate. With I, I wish that there would have been a little bit more kind of quarterback IQ. I know it's tough, but you, you look at the clock. There's seven seconds left. The other team jumps off sides. What I'd like Matthew Stafford to do, instead of all the receivers, you know, rushing for the end zone, I, I know you're trying to draw a pass interference. Yeah. Scarcely are they going to call that pass interference. I would much rather have a play to, like, the 35-yard line and catch that there and give yourself an opportunity for a field goal yeah. rather than the handle Mary opportunity. Cause there's no cl- time left on the clock. You get an untimed down. Yeah. But that you know, that, that's kind of cherry picking at some things. Cause I mean, you know, in all reality, they could have got three points there. They could have had the lead at halftime, but you know what? That was a great, greatly played first half. And there's n- nothing you could really complain about out of the halftime. It was a tie game. But also, if Aaron Rodgers was throwing that that if the teams were flipped and Aaron Rodgers was throwing that ball at, at half or with that free play, yeah, and our in well, our receiver was getting boxed out, which I don't know how that's okay. But I guess yeah, we can start boxing out receivers. Out. They're they're throwing that flag all day if Rodgers is throwing that ball. Oh no yeah, no, I'm not disagreeing with you with that. But uh, that's no a tough doubt. Call. I mean, it, it's one guy, I guess. So it's very tough to just go out and make that call. Yeah. And there's no doubt that ball was catchable. They can't say that ball mm-hmm. wasn't catchable. No, it was right in the heart of the end zone there. Yeah. So it, it, they're not going to call it at the end of the day. They're just going to let them play, which I have no problem with. But the problem that I have is I know for a fact in my mind that if Aaron, if that if that is flipped and Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball, and his receivers getting boxed out, that's getting called in the end zone. I've seen it happen. I've literally seen it. So yeah, we've seen that plenty of times as a Lions fan. Plenty of times. I mean, you got the the face mask. You got the illegal hands to the face. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, I mean, don't the Marvin Jones non call. Yeah, everything. <laughs> Oh, how the hell was that not a catch? It looked good to me. I'm not going to lie. It looked good to Dean Blandino. looked good to everybody in the booth. It looked good to everybody but the damn NFL and and their officiating and New York 
who didn't get the challenge right. How does that make any sense? And I know I'm screaming into the mic, but man, I was fired up. That, that's just not rewarding a guy for an incredible effort on a football team that doesn't really have to show that much effort right now. And he just they said, all right, no, you, you can try that hard on this losing football team. We're just not going to give you that call because you, you don't deserve it. They scored anyways. And thanks, NFL. You, you That play shouldn't even uh, – the freaking Stafford should have never even happened. That hit on Stafford should have never even happened. Yeah, they should have got the ball on the one, just pounded up the, the middle with DeAndre Swift. So, thanks, NFL. Now we have an injured quarterback who's got rib problems now, and he's probably sitting on the bench on Sunday because we can't get a catch right still in 2020. How can we not get a catch right, especially on the challenge, too? You have time to review this. I would just love an explanation of how that wasn't deemed a catch. But when you have two feet down, clear possession of the ball, it was just a great throw, even a better catch by Marvin Jones. Pure robbery, man. Pure robbery. Yeah, no, and and going back to the Stafford getting hurt thing, next week, that Titans team has not been consistent at all. No. And if the Lions have... Matt Stafford, I mean, a win is kind of pointless, but it's nice to play spoiler every once in a while, steal a game from a playoff team, make them have a chance at missing the playoffs. It's a nice, it's a fun time at the end of the year when your team's out to try and steal one. And if Matt Stafford's not in the game, they might lose by a lot of points. Yeah. And especially with Derrick Henry, I mean, who the hell's tackling him? We've got linebackers that can tackle him. It's tractor pseudo season, and uh, it is full steam ahead. I'm for genu- that man next week. I'm genuinely nervous, Tally. He might go for 300 yards on the ground. A lot of fantasy owners are going to be excited next week. Very. If you have Derrick Henry in DraftKings, just get him in DraftKings. I don't care if he's going for 12 grand. You better put him on your team. He's going for 300 yards next next week against this Lions. Uh, let me get my book. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the over under for his uh, yardage next week. Because yeah. that might be an easy, easy, easy over game. It's definitely over 200. I, I mean, come on. He had two, 212 last week. He's going for 275 this week. Oh, man. Could you imagine? Easily. Might break the record. Yeah, Let's might see. break. Literally. Prop builder. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, even if Matt Stafford plays, I think the Lions lose that game. But it would be nice to see the Lions take one off a team that – uh in all honesty, is on on the edge of making the playoffs. They have been playing well. They did just get a win last week, but they the Lions could could win that game if they have their uh, full roster. Yeah, I, I guess you're expecting. Well, Okuda's out for the year now, so we yeah, yeah we got that news this week. I thought right, we didn't get a chance to talk about that last podcast, right? Yeah, we did not. Yeah, we just got the week, so he's on IR for the rest of the year. Unfortunate. Yeah. Might be the best thing for his development. Maybe get it. Let him get into the lab, watch some film, pick up more that he missed due to no training camp or anything like that. But Jeff Kuda down for the year. The cornerback room is getting smaller and smaller, and less. Uh, less names that we know are yeah. in that locker room. Because true fonts on the IR too, but well I hope Okuda gets a speedy recovery, obviously, and we need to see him back on the field next year. 
a there's there's no holding back. It was not a great year. It wasn't. It, I I kind of expect. I didn't expect him to come right in and 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 do some damage, but just get the groin fixed. Just get the get the groin surgery now. Come back next year with a new mindset, new coach, new scheme, everything. I have no doubts. Okuda is going to be a beast. He's going to be good in this league. There's no, there's, it's, it's unarguable. Yeah. It, not the first year that any of us wanted. Obviously he had some up and downs. He proved he can be a great tackler in the run game, Yeah, which it's not very likely for a first year corner to come in and be a great tackler. No. These, these, these NFL guys are built different than these college shoots. And that was one of the, the one of the few small, bright-looking things for Jeff Okuda. His coverage skills weren't great. Again, am I going to blame it all on him? No. The system is flawed. Matt Patricia was not developing his defensive player the way they should be developed. And I believe Matt Patricia played a huge role in his – it looks like the regression of his game this year. With the new coming of the head coach, with the new coming of the defensive coordinator, we would assume – he's going to be a lot better next year. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if he, he lives up to what the fans expected him to be in his first year. Yeah, not at all. And I believe we're through halftime now. So Yeah, kind of slowly picking our way through. Yeah, so, I mean, we went over the almost getting the field goal at the end of the half. That would have been very good because this game could have been decided – through a field goal or even that much more closer. But at the end of the day, if you don't force the other team to punt once in the second half, you're pretty much not going to win the game. And that's what I meant by just control of the game the whole time. And that's what the Packers did. They, For I, sure. they, they, had, they had complete control. Yeah. And the Lions came close a couple of times of, of stopping the Packers. But ultimately, it wasn't enough, as we said, with the 58-yarder field goal. I That was just a great effort. And you just got to tip your cap to Mason Crosby, like we said. Defense just it, – it, I thought it looked good on Sunday, especially against this Packers offense, which has a top offensive line. People have to remember that the receivers that Aaron Rodgers has are, are – are, very above average with Devontae Adams. Even you got MVS who is, is having a gr- good year. Lazard, who's having a pretty, he's having a breakout year, I think. Um, and in, with Aaron Jones as well behind the backfield. But these guys are experienced. So it's not easy to go against an offense like that. But they, they showed yeah, some- I mean, especially the, their run game this year has been great. And they held Aaron Jones to, to 70 yards. Yeah. Granted, he did have 4.6 yards of carry, but he never really dominated the game like he did the first time versus us, which is a plus, but, you know, Aaron Rodgers kind of dominated us this time. Yeah, yeah. We also went over the penalty, or no. Oh. The uh, holding penalty? Yeah, yeah. yep, a little bit. And we also went over the um, what was it? The oh, the crucial. Um, what the hell am I trying to say here? What am I missing? The uh, three and out. 
Oh, the three the, out. Yeah, the three and out with after that touchdown to open up the half with the nine minute drive by the Packers. That was that was worst case scenario. That was awful. I'm I'm just gonna say. I mean, that you just can't do that. Game's over instantly. Yeah, because you're looking at Rod. You just gave Rodgers back the ball after he had a phenomenal drive of nine minutes down the field. And your defense is absolutely gassed. (laughs) Yeah, they didn't last. When your defense is on the field for pretty much a whole quarter, if a little bit less, but still over exaggerating here, you got and you come back out and you're on offense for what a minute and, and commercials that ain't gonna cut it because and as we saw, the Packers just come back with with a, another fantastic drive, which that I thought was a nail in the coffin and what I said earlier, but it somehow wasn't the nail in the coffin because this game went down to the wire because we had an onside kick and a whole bunch of nonsense that happened. Yeah, there's a ton of going on. Chase Daniels in the game. Like, oh my there, there's a whole lot going on. Lions had a nice drive after that to get it to 28 to 21, which was a, a much needed response. And Matt Stafford stepped up to the plate and he had a good drive. Yeah. And, and, oh, that's what, that's what I was. I was meaning to say or bring up again was the was the crucial non-call with the catch to Marvin Jones, which we went over, and that just goes to show that th- this game really could have went a- in any way, and because Chase Daniel never comes into the game w- if that if that's called the right way, but yeah, no, and it that, was. And who knows what happened? I mean, the Lions never really got the ball back. Yeah, but. Hey, it would have been nice to see Matt Stafford play this week. I don't think he's ultimately going to play this week, which which sucks. He doesn't deserve to get hurt again. No, he got hurt last year, and it set him back a whole lot. But let's see if he can actually um, bounce back after this one. Wow, that is incredible. What is going on in this in this Ravens Browns game? The Ravens just happened? covered. The Ravens just covered a plus and you know, a minus three. Because of the out of the end zone safety that the Browns just took trying to lateral it. What? Wow. That I, I sounded off during that sentence because I was just watching just madness unfold on my TV in this Monday night football game. What a Monday night football game this is, by the way. 45 to 42, 40, 47 to 42. What? Great football game. Baker Mayfield looked really good. The Browns are an elite team. It looks like the Ravens remain an elite team as well. Ravens got moving back to the game a little bit. That just yeah, that that's a huge one in the division. That's a huge wow. That's a lot of Vegas going to be happy. (laughs) Vegas is going to be happy. That's a lot of a lot of the money. You can't tell me that's not rigged, man. All the money was on the Browns. Plus three. And what happens at the end of the game? A safety with no time left to make oh, it a five-point game for the Ravens. That's wow. horrible. That's a that's even a worse beat than I had on Sunday. Jeez. Wow. The Browns are good. DPJ went off today, had a had a touchdown and uh two-point conversion catch. That that freed that dude out of Michigan and he got freed. <laughs> but yeah, supposedly wow. I heard uh Stafford was in and I don't I completely agree because we know Stafford doesn't come out of games unless he's like really, really hurt, like really injured. So 
to hear that he was in excruciating pain on Sunday was a no-brainer because he didn't come back into the game. He would have came back into the game if he wasn't in literally so much pain. Yeah, and ribs are always a tricky, tricky thing to deal with. That's what sure. um, Drew, Drew Stafford, um, Drew Brees is dealing with right now. I mean, he's got a couple cracked ribs. Stafford's um, x-rays came back negative. So there's a chance he plays again this season, but I don't see why they would they would have to. I don't. I really don't want to watch Chase Daniel these last three weeks, but if if it's for the better of the future of the team, do it. I'll, yeah. I'll suffer now. <laughs> suffer now, less suffering later. But also, Drew Brees, and that that's part of of what's hurting him now, was because he played with some some rib problems, and then it, it got worse. So yep. they're very tricky, like you said, because they can get worse really bad. And he, what, he ultimately had like even more cracked ribs than he had in the beginning because he played with it. But I don't even know if he knew that he was playing with broken ribs. I don't, I think that he didn't know that was the problem. So you definitely want to take it serious and you don't want a further injury, like you said. Yeah, it, I don't think it's worth the risk at all. No, but no, no, no. Matt Stafford's a tough guy. If he can play, I think he's going to be out there. Yeah, yeah, it's just the type of guy he is, and you know you can't blame him for that. If he wants to go out there because Daryl Bevel is his head coach and he wants him to be the head coach, respect to Matthew Stafford because he's probably wanted Patricia gone for as long as I can remember. <laughs> it, he he'll never come out and say it, but we all know he that's not the that's not the right coach for him at all. No. Daryl Bevel might be the coach for him. We'll see these la- these coming weeks, the interview process. It's going to be a long offseason for our Lions. It's going to be a fun offseason where there's finally a little bit of new life into the team. There's going to be changes. Well, Darrell Bevel might even stay on the staff. Who knows? But Matt Stafford, is if he's going to play for Darrell Bevel, I can't blame him for it. <laughs> true that, true that. And lastly, just one thing about Chase Daniel is – on that third down pass, third and long, where we, where he, I had no idea what to expect here because it's Chase Daniel. And right when he came into the game, I immediately went to, oh, this game's completely over, which it was. But me too. Yeah. We were down 10 at that point and touchdown, we're down three. But we also had that insane special teams return by Jamal Agnew after we yep, but it's, after that field. But it's in field range. Exactly. So then I was I, I was thinking to myself, let's get Stafford back in here and, and let's get a touchdown. But no, we got Chase Daniels still. But he actually had a nice throw to Marvin Jones where I was like, oh my god, can we score a touchdown here? It, yeah, it looked like we were going for it. No, I think we took a penalty. Might have been a holding. Yeah, we were on the Green Bay four. Yep. Yeah, yep. that we took was a, Matt Then Nelson we had to kick only. the field goal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Matt Nelson, actually, he played a pretty good game outside of that hold. The offensive yeah. line didn't look terrible. There's a couple situations where they need to clean up some things, like that uh, end of the half sack. That can't happen. on Both the, both of those sacks, the one for the Hail Mary opportunity and the one before that when the Lions had no timeouts and were forced to spike the ball with, like, seven seconds left because they didn't have a timeout, it – the offensive line is looking like it's becoming more of a complete unit. Taylor Decker is an absolute 
unit on the left yeah, side. He, so he's looking great. Everything that was said about him in the offseason, him getting that contract, is coming back to those people, and they better take back their takes because that is an elite left tackle that we solid. have protecting our QB's blind side for the next couple of years here. Very, very solid. And this unit with Tyrell Crosby out, I thought the Packers were going to be able to uh, be able to get a lot more rush with uh, Smith coming off the edge there with them, but Rashawn Gary as well. Yeah, Rashawn Gary. Yeah, had a sack. Yeah, you, oh, we've got to root for that. It's if a sack may, make it the Michigan man at least. True, but 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 don't hurt our our, our beloved. Yeah, our QB there. Yeah, that was just oh, I couldn't believe that he got hurt that late in the game. It just sucks to see. Yeah, it's a situation that could have been completely avoided, but you know what? Things happen. We move. Maybe on, this will be for the better of the team. They're going to lose the last three and give us a better draft stock. With going going five and eleven, is not the worst case scenario. I think you pick anywhere from ten, well, eight to twelve. Really, we'll see what these NFC these uh, NFC least teams do with their remaining games here. Yeah. With uh, shout out to the football team before we even say anything else. That team, Ron Rivera, that is the, the before, I brought up Joe Judge, but that guy, Ron Rivera, has that team fighting, yeah. and he is somebody that I would love to play for. He's battling cancer, he's getting IVs at halftime, and he's got this team so fired up to play for him. He had to bring back his his quarterback that and all he gave up on. Dwayne Haskins had to play and ended up getting that win. They didn't score an offensive touchdown because that defense is so flipping good. Chase Young, that was an insane return, if anybody saw that. We were one 50, pick away. Yeah, one pick. That that was disgusting to see. <laughs> just seeing this dude running 50 yards with the ball, like a just behemoth of a man, should not be able to run that fast. The Lions almost got him. I wonder how much better the defense would be this year with him at Tentafakuda. I think it would be an improvement, yeah. but the, the defense would still suck. True, true. It, it, it's not One player is not going to fix this defense. This defense is going to just draft all defense. Just, just exactly. one through seven rounds. That's why defense. I think Salah's got to be brought in. Salah's yeah. a dude that's good defensively, like Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera is known to be a defensive, defense, defensive side of the ball coach, and he brings energy. He brings that charisma that wants to uplift the football team and win. And if you look at the Panthers now, although, you know what? I don't even think the Panthers are a better football team than the football team, and they're struggling a little bit more. I know they have a new coach. Teddy Bridgewater is the QP, but Ron Rivera's winning games – with Dwayne Haskins and Alex Smith at quarterback. Yeah. And he's got the whole team fighting. That's why I, that's the type of head coach I want to be brought in here. That's why I think Robert Sala is that guy. And if Sala wants to retain Bevel, whatever. I'd rather him not. But if Bevel shows out these last couple of weeks, I think you give him another run at it. Yeah, it's truly amazing what Ron Rivera has been able to do with the Washington football team this year. Uh, given the circumstances, but also Robert Sala has proven that he can get the most out of his defense with not his top guys on the field. And that just goes to show that you can have anybody out there on defense and with the right coach, you can get the most out of your players who quite frankly, aren't 
averagely talented. They can be a little bit below Yeah, that defense is banged up. They don't have Bosa. I mean, they they played Ron Rivera this week. They didn't give up an offensive score touchdown. No. Like, they played extremely well. They – uh, there was 14 points scored by the Washington defense. There was 23 points <laughs> scored to- total. So he gave yeah. up three field goals. I know, I know it's Alex Smith and Dwayne Haskins, but that's still impressive. The Lions gave up how many points in the second half to the football team? Oh my, tw- 20 something. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And I, there's probably a little bit more talent. I on San Fran's defense, it's a little bit better, obviously, but. They're, they shouldn't be that many points better than the Detroit defense with the amount of injuries they have. No, yeah, and we're on the solid train. Solid train. Yeah, absolutely. that's where I've been for a while now. Yeah. A leader of men. He's going to get the most out of this defense. We're going to draft all defense. We're going to get a defensive-minded coach, and we're going to start winning some football games. That's all I got to say. Matt Stafford's going to be coming back next year. Uh, maybe a Stafford FU tour to Matt Patricia. That would be awesome. Yeah. That would be that'd be a nice sight to see. MVP tour, actually. So <laughs> that's where I thought he was gonna be this year, but I forgot we had Nitty at coach. But yeah. with that, with him being gone, I think he's got a chance to be on his revenge his revenge tour, his FU tour for the year. For Maybe sure. Aaron Rodgers will be out of Green Bay. Hopefully, he is. I'm so sick of seeing that dude, man. Oh. And he's a great. I respect him more, probably more than any other QB in the league. He is someone that praises the right guys i mean he's never been a guy who who blames other things yeah we complain about the refs with him getting the calls but when you when you're that great you tend to get a little bit more calls he even complimented stafford a couple weeks ago was saying that dude doesn't get any any near amount of credit that he should he's a magician with the ball and you know what that's those are great things to hear from such an elite quarterback about our quarterback because we know we have an elite quarterback but there's just never been the right team and system around them. So hopefully moving forward, going into next year, they will have the right system around them. And hopefully Aaron Rodgers won't be in the division to win it every single damn year. <laughs> yeah, it's been pretty un- in a, in unfortunate childhood with Aaron Rodgers pretty much ruining. And Brett Favre, it's unfair. It's yeah. both. Yeah, both of them. Just completely dismantling and and ruining a great childhood. Uh, he's because, destroyed so many of my weekends. Oh, there's so many Aaron Rodgers moments. Hail Marys. We no, and he's damn good. Yeah. You have to, when he's that good, you got to respect the greatness when the greatness is in front of you. A lot For of sure. people tend to hate on greatness, but that's a dude that I will always respect. A lot of people hate him. A lot of people think he's an asshole. I don't care what he does in his family life, what he does outside of football. Yeah, He's one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history. And Definitely. when it'll go, when it all comes down to it, he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And on everybody's list, he should be top five yeah. of all time. And with that said, I think that pretty much wraps up this show. Yeah, no, maybe for the week, we're going to have to get into the, the Titans game. Oh, a little bit, make our prediction. Crap. Yeah. yeah. I completely – after these couple last couple of weeks where I've been losing my picks, I've been I've been just you know kind of turning a blind eye. Yeah, to, we're back to even on the year, I think. Yeah, I don't even know my. I, I think I'm on. A two I think game, we're six you know. and three. I think we're six and three. Six or and seven three. and or seven and three. Either either one. 
But I believe we lost the last two picks. No, you won last. I won this week. Yep, I won this week. Got me back even with you. I lost two weeks ago. Did I pay? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because we all picked the Bears. Yeah, you're on a two-game losing streak. Actually, I'm ahead of you at this moment. Yeah, you have to be ahead of me. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think you you might be six and four. I think I'm seven and three. Coming down to it, I don't know. I think I'm just going to pick against the Lions and keep keep the record good. Hey, that's what I was doing at the beginning of the year, and I was getting them right. Yeah, I, I had a little bit too much faith in them. Yeah, exactly. But this one's easy for me, Tally. Uh, Der- I already said it, Derrick Henry. He's he's going to run all over this defense, and it's going to be a controlled game, especially if Stafford doesn't play, which it doesn't look like he's going to. But Derrick Henry is probably going to go for over 200. I can see him hitting 275. So I don't think it's going to be close at all. I think the Titans are going to control the game on the ground. And because I don't see anybody on this defense tackling Derrick Henry. So it's going to be a score of. Is this game in Tennessee, by the way? I think in Tennessee. The, the line is minus eight and a half Tennessee. Oh, minus eight. And and 65% of the money right now is on Tennessee. Yeah, they're definitely going to lose by 10. I think it's going to be 31-14. Wow. I I think it's going to be a little (laughs) bit closer than that. I think, if well, if Stafford plays, I think the Lions actually lose by a possession, maybe even three points. So I'm going to go 31 Let's go 27. 31-27 Tennessee Titans. Could be a good call. And the Titans have been skidding lately. Maybe I'm giving a little too much credit to Derrick Henry. Titans I are 9-4. and four, But, I mean, they've, they've won three of their last four, being the Ravens, Colts, losing to the Browns, and they beat the Jaguars last week. This is a definite trap game for them. This is a team that has lost to the Bengals. So they're not, they're not by any sort of imagination, a perfect team. No, they, yeah. they can lose some games. They're very skinny. They got last week versus the Browns. They ended up losing by six, but that wasn't even close to a six point game. That was it, like a, a 20 point game that the Browns kind of just let up in. So I think this is a game that the Lions can steal. I don't think they're going to steal it, but I think it's going to be a one possession game. I might even bet on the Lions to cover. Ooh, that's, that's a little ballsy. It, that's if Stafford plays. Stafford doesn't play. There's no way I'm even no. going near that money. But I think the Lions keep this within a, a score. And here's the thing that scares me with the Titans. This is their time of year, man. They turn it up in the last tractor seedo season. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's why I think it's going to be an absolute just blowout on Sunday. For massacre on Sunday. Yeah, massacre. Massacre in Tennessee. Yeah, I think the uh, the Daryl Bevel train pretty much ends on, on Sunday. That's what I'd say. You know what? If if this team comes out and fights again for them and they lose by say three points, I, I might be on the full Daryl Bevel train. Where even though I'm not complete, I don't want him as a head coach. But if this offense looks competent and they can move the ball efficiently, I think if you bring in like Robert Sala, Daryl Bevel's not a bad shout for offensive coordinator. And I guess we'll we'll have to see over these next couple of weeks what we like we've been saying. But this is kind of prove it season for uh, Daryl Bevel here. Yeah. Yeah, and he's been mixing it up, so we'll give him credit. But 
That was a very filled episode. And once again, we are absolutely thrilled to keep bringing you guys episodes every week. This one will be posted December 15th, Tuesday, tomorrow. And as always, we hope you guys enjoy because we're going to be bringing you guys the Titans recap uh, next week. And yeah, that's all I got. Well, uh, hopefully another great week for Lions football, just like this week. I actually enjoyed watching them on Sunday. Could be, could be an interesting game. As always, go Lions. Go Lions, baby. Peace out, y'all. Peace.